In years past, many families had a family Bible, and in that Bible was usually a family tree that the family would pass down from generation to generation, telling them of who the relatives are. Today, many are interested in their ancestors, people wanting to know who they are, where they came from, who their family was. Many people do family research to find out this information about themselves. Some avenues offer a DNA search to help locate and pinpoint information related to a person. But the fact remains that through it all, we are made in the image of God the Father. We share the DNA all the way back to Adam. As believers in Christ, we become united in God's family. Our family tree begins with God our Father. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now this passage from the book of John refers to Jesus. But who is Jesus? And why is Jesus important to us? Many historians have written about him. There have been songs and poems and even books written about him. But in fact, you couldn't write enough books to talk about who Jesus is. All over the world, there are paintings and writings on walls and even architecture that is built about Jesus. You can't go anywhere and mention his name that people haven't at least heard of him. But to really get to know Jesus and who he is, all we have to do is read the scriptures. The Bible. The Bible tells us all we need to know. The story of Jesus can be traced through the Bible, beginning with Genesis, which tells us Jesus is the seed of woman. In Exodus, Jesus is the Passover lamb. Leviticus tells that he's the atoning sacrifice. In the book of Numbers, he's the smitten rock. We learn in Deuteronomy that Jesus is the prophet. And in Joshua, he's the captain of the Lord's hosts. In Judges, he is the deliverer. Ruth shows us that he is the kinsman. In First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings and Chronicles, he's the promised redeemer. In Nehemiah, he's the restorer of the nation. In Esther, he's the advocate. In the book of Job, he is my redeemer. The book of Psalms says he is my song. In Proverbs, he is my wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he's my goal. In the Song of Solomon, we learn he's my satisfier. The prophets tell us he's the coming prince of princess. And in the Gospels, he is my God in Christ Jesus come to redeem. In Acts, Jesus is alive in the church, while in the epistles, he is Christ at the Father's right hand. And finally in Revelation, Jesus is the mighty conqueror. The Bible gives insight of Jesus while he was on earth. In the book of Matthew, we first learn the genealogy of Jesus, the family tree that Jesus was born into. Jesus was born in a time of turmoil for the Jews and the world. The Jews had been conquered by the Romans who had altered the way they lived. The Romans had invaded towns and cities and occupied the land. The Roman armies killed anyone who put up a fight against them, even killing women and children. Those captured 
were slaves and had to work for the Roman Empire. They were charged heavy taxes to Rome and even temple fees to the Jewish hierarchy. Any rebellious people would be put to death by crucifixion. The Jews were a conquered people when Jesus was born. The Jewish people looked for a savior and a king to save them. Now we know that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem to his mother Mary and Joseph, who was legally the father of Jesus, Jesus as God came to this earth as a baby through the virgin birth of Mary. Jesus was born a Jew, which was God's chosen people. We know he grew up in Nazareth and had half-brothers and sisters. And since Joseph was a carpenter by trade, Jesus probably spent some of his youth learning and doing work in carpentry, because that was the custom in ancient times to follow in the trade of the Father. Being a Jew, Jesus would learn the ways and the customs of Jewish life and worship in the Jewish synagogue, even taking up his role by reading the sacred scriptures in the synagogue. Now, the scriptures don't give us information of the life of Jesus as a young boy, but the Bible does share just a few short events in Jesus's life. One was when Jesus was circumcised, which was the Jewish religious law, the wise men coming to visit Jesus, and the event when he was 12 years old. In the second chapter of Luke, we read that when Jesus was 12, he and his parents went to Jerusalem to celebrate the Jewish Passover. When it had finished and they were on their way home, that's when Mary and Joseph noticed that Jesus wasn't with them. So they went back to Jerusalem and they found the young Jesus in the temple with the religious teachers. Jesus asked them why they were looking for him and if they didn't know that he was in his father's house. Very astute for a boy of 12. Scripture doesn't start revealing the life of Jesus until he reached adulthood at the age of 30 and started his ministry. His ministry was very short, lasting only three years. Some of the people of his day said that he was a maniac. He was a madman. Others said he had come to lead a revolution against Rome and save the Jews from Rome's rule. But Jesus never led a revolution against Rome. He never led a revolution against the existing authorities, although some tried to get him to lead a revolt. But when they found out he was building a spiritual kingdom rather than an armed revolution, they were no longer interested in Jesus. He was revolutionary in that he changed people's lives. They tried to test him, tempt him, and trick him to disprove or discredit him of who he truly was. Some said he was just a teacher gaining followers like in a commune. There were those that thought he was evil and was the devil. Jesus was a man. Jesus was completely human. He was representative of man. He had no home, no possessions. The only clothes he had was what he wore. He got tired and hungry, he got thirsty. Jesus experienced all of the emotions of man that we all do. Happiness, sorrow, joy, and pain. He got sad and shed tears and even wept at the tomb of a friend who had died. Jesus was tempted just like we are. He went through every temptation that we've been through. 
Satan tempted Jesus for 40 days and nights in the desert. There isn't a trial or temptation that Jesus has not been through before you were. And Jesus resisted them and overcame them all. Jesus never committed a sin. He was perfect. He was a healer. He healed countless people, the blind and the sick. He cast out demons and raised the dead. He has authority over nature. In the book of Mark, while Jesus and his disciples were in a boat, a great storm came up and was threatening to sink that boat. But Jesus awoke and rebuked the storm. Peace came immediately. The storm ceased. Nature obeys Jesus, and in fact, he has authority over everything in life. For he has the almighty power. He has divine power over all. Jesus is all-present, and he's all-knowing. He knows everything about you. There is nothing that God doesn't know about you. In fact, Jesus knows you by name, and he even knows the number of hairs on your head. In the 16th chapter of Matthew, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do men say that he is? The answer was that some had said he was John the Baptist. Some said Elijah, and others said Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. So Jesus asked the disciples who they said he was. And Peter answered that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. The book of Colossians, chapter 1, it says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Jesus was way more than a man. He is truly unique. He was God in flesh, the only begotten, incarnate Son of God. He was preexistent, the second member of the Trinity. But more importantly, Jesus is love. He is forgiving. He forgives sins of all those who willingly confess to him and accept him as Lord and Savior. Jesus loves you so much that he died on a cross just for you. After he died, he arose from the grave and he conquered death. He was a sacrificial lamb. He was the mediator for our sins. Like the sun is to the earth, Jesus is to us. The sun is the center of our solar system. The sun is the brightest object in their sky, and there's nothing brighter than the sun. It gives us light and heat and is the most massive in size. What is very important to understand is the fact that we need Jesus. Jesus is like the sun to the believing Christian. To the Christian, Jesus is the center of us. He is the center of our lives, and there is nothing brighter than the light that Jesus gives to the world. Jesus is the sun, and we are a candle who has accepted the light given. The candle represents those who are in total faith to Christ. We are given light by God. The flame represents the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
the three-in-one, the triune God. The triune God is like a flame or fire because the fire consists of three elements to be one. The flame needs oxygen, heat, and fuel. Three separate elements, but yet one flame. When we are new in faith, we're like a candle, shining to light our way and to help the light the way of others. You could say by having been in the faith for a longer time, you could be more like a torch with a brighter flame to help light the way for others. The church could be like a campfire. The many sticks used to make a campfire are the many people who come together to share and feed the fire, making their light shine bright for others. Without the sun's intense energy, there'd be no life on earth. Just like without Jesus, we would have no life. He is the light of the world. The light of Christ is bright, warm, and encompassing. Jesus came so we may have life and have it more abundantly. And Jesus is coming back very soon for all of his believers. So who is Jesus? He is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus is the light of the world. Amen.